Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Wilford Welch. He's a speaker on solutions to global warming and the climate change crisis. Wilford, welcome to our podcast. Thanks very much, Chris. Appreciate it. So I always say to our listeners and our guests, and we've had close to 700 guests around the world, many of them are entrepreneurs and executives, speaker, author, and coaches, that if you don't stand out, no one's going to care what you say. And that sounds a bit blunt, but really, if you don't stand out, no one's going to care. In your case, Wilford, you stand out in many ways. And the first thing I saw was that a gentleman named Desmond Tutu, a Nobel Peace Prize laureate, gave a compliment to you. So for the listeners, just know that whatever Wilfred says, he's not just saying something that someone might like, but when you have something like Desmond Tutu, that's a very strong statement of acclamation and applause. So I'm just letting our listeners know before you speak, Wilfred, that they should pay attention. <laughs> Thanks very much. You're welcome. So first, I'm always curious about the origin story and the genesis of why you chose to go into this whole world of climate change or just you having a love for our, our Earth. Yeah, uh, it really, uh, I've been totally international. I got clear about that uh, in the, uh, when I was 20 and I changed my whole career and started focusing on China, ultimately became a U.S. diplomat. And that was really major international experience, pr primarily in Asia, which in the next four careers, which are all international, I have focused on trying to understand those forces, cultural, political, economic, social, etc., that are impacting our world and how they're moving our world towards one direction or another. I'll give you an example. Right now, we are moving away from global cooperation towards tribalism. Well, that's a pretty big statement. Why do I say that? Well, we get into that. But the point is things are at work. Some of them are social. COVID, for example, is a major force that is changing our world in very, very fundamental ways or may change it more fundamentally than we even realize. And it also reminds you and the listeners and myself that ultimately uh, Mother Nature is in charge and we're not listening because we think we are in charge. And that gets us into a lot of trouble. Yeah. Well, going back to when you said you were 20, again, I really want our listeners to understand what is it, a, a moment, a book, a mentor, a conversation. <laughs> when, when did you, you just, you said, oh yeah, I just decided at 20. Well, that's like Elon Musk saying, you know, when I was in college, I thought about the world and there are five areas that I wanted to be a part of, not realizing that he would eventually create SpaceX or Tesla. So I'm curious about you. Were you a okay. introspective person? Did you have a, a, a mother, a father, a, a, a you know, just tell us about that, that transition. Point. Okay. It was the summer of 1960 and I was chasing a girl in Sweden. <laughs> chasing a girl I, where? In Sweden. And nice. I got a job for, for Bobo to finance my chase of this girl. In any case, that's sort of a funny backstory. But one Sunday, and this, I'm, this is a very serious answer. One Sunday, I panicked as to what I was going to do. I was just by myself uh, when I graduated from university. And I wrote down on a piece of paper, what are the major events internationally that are going to occur during my most productive years that I can hook my star to? And I sat and I looked at that piece of paper and I reflected and immediately within two minutes came up, there had to be reconciliation between the communist People's Republic of China that had just become communist 
11 years before, and the United States. So we've broken diplomatic relations, largest country in the world by population, largest country in the world by economic power, and we had to be able to communicate. So the second thing that popped up to my mind uh, was that Senator McCarthy, who you remember, accused everybody in the diplomatic service of giving China away as a stupid statement, but it was catchy. Uh, and I then said, ha, huh, there has to be a group of new, a new group of Americans that can play a role in our diplomatic reconciliation with China. I went to Hong Kong, taught in a refugee college for two years to do that. I went to Berkeley, University of California, Berkeley, to study Chinese law for those three years. And then Bill Bundy, who was in the Johnson administration as the top of Asia, then asked me to become his assistant. And then the new assistant secretary of state uh, under the Nixon administration, Marshall Green, ambassador, asked me to be to stay on, and then I played a bit of a role in our reconciliation move towards China. So that was the trajectory of an idea and how it actually um, uh, uh, became a career. So that was the background, and since then, without getting into too much detail, I have in these other careers always been trying to understand those forces at work. And 20 years ago, I got clear that the major forces were driving us towards one, a lack of sustainability. That is 7.7 .7 billion people on a planet that can hold comfortably about 3 billion, uh, the way we behave at least. Um, well, that's great. So, well, again, I want our listeners really to understand your yeah. mindset and thought. And that's literally exactly what Elon was thinking as well back in the day. But what I'm saying is, if you want to know where you want to go, you have to know where you are. And one of the great ways is to sit down and ask yourself these questions. In your case, you literally maybe were chasing a girl, but you still had this mindset to really think about that. Now, that being said, we, we, we live in a world that, yes, there's 7.6 billion people. And I'll play the contrarian because let's say I drove cross country one time from New York to California for six days. Yep. I was there half day each time. And I'm like, I didn't see any overpopulation. So, so talk to us about, again, if I'm a contrarian point of view, and you say this overpopulation, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I hear what I read but I also know what I see in my, with my own eyes. And ultimately, what, what do you say to that relative to the people don't think sure, that sure. we're overpopulated? When, when I was born, and I'm gonna give away my age, when I was born in 1938, just the beginning of the Second World War, uh, there were 1.5 billion people on this earth. After this, between the Second World War and today, we've had six more billion people on this earth. They're not all sitting here in, comfortable California. They're sitting in the Somalias of this earth and the Syrias of this earth. Um, and um, while the population growth in the developed countries has stopped or actually getting smaller as it is in Japan, it is booming still in many of these other countries uh, that want to have as their social security a lot of, of children that can take care of them when they get older. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons. There are many reasons. But the fact is that we now, with 7.7, we theoretically, technically have the capacity to support all of those people. But in reality, the way we behave, that's not going to happen. And with global warming and climate change coming down us like a freight train and we're not paying attention, there are a lot of climate refugees who are going to die. Um, and the reason they are going to die is because of the sustainability challenge in part, because sustainability, as I'm defining it, is resources 
available to support a population is now 7.6 or 7.7 billion people. And um, when you have climate change encroaching, you're going to find real challenges for those people in South, South East Africa, the Somalias, the Ethiopias, etc., the Middle East, and um, and South India that are going to be hit the hardest by this. But climate change is also going to wreak havoc. I'm switching subjects on you uh, because of sea level rise as well as temperature rise. But that's the population answer in a in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, what can we do individually? Because some people might not still believe in climate change and some people do. And so what specific suggestions do you have for all of us? Because like I said, in the last just three months, we've had 24,000 listens. So let's say in the next three months, we have 24,000 more people listening to you. Wilford. What would you want to say to our audience? And this podcast will be left on there forever. So what might you say that we can each do each day to potentially just save our planet? Okay, well, the first thing you can do is get educated on the issues and be open-minded to different ideas. There's a whole, there's only really 9% of the deniers in the United States that really, if I talk to them, they will say, I don't want to hear you. <laughs> I had a, I had a, no, I had a blog. Only 9%? I thought there's 62 million people who voted for Trump. <laughs> uh, Just speaking no. from an American standpoint. Yeah, I had a blog yesterday on my website, uh, wilfredwelch.com. Uh, and it was it was talking about uh, the shift in America, and the fact is there are now 52 percent of the American people who are either alarmed or concerned about global warming and climate change. And the number of people who are deniers is small, but they're fierce, and they have no interest in listening. And I'm not being, trying to be critical of them. Yeah. I'm just saying they have a closed mindset about the science that is absolutely clear as to what is going on. Is a matter of fact, so clear that it's very obvious what's going to happen between now and 2050. It is totally unclear what's going to happen between the last half of the century, and we have total choice as to how that turns out. And the question yeah. is whether we will exercise that choice. So education. Now, you asked ask the question, I know I'm interrupting, but you asked the question of what, what, what can I do? Mm -hmm. The first thing to do is to be open-minded and educate yourself. And if how, you come how, to- How though, how though, what- Book, there one is person, well, one I mean, person. I'm not trying to sell my book here, but well, no, you sell your book. Good. <laughs> it is called. It is called in our hands, a handbook for intergenerational actions to solve the climate crisis. It is the shortest book I could write in four years. I got it down for about 500 pages, to uh, something you can read in two hours and, and a half because people have the attention span of gnats at the moment. Okay. So let's give it to them in a way that is understandable, clear, and it has 180 references at the back. So if you're interested in climate refugees, go to that. If you're interested in uh, system change in terms of our economic system, go to that. So that's a really good resource to uh, have, have a primer, if you're open to this, to look at that. Okay. You also, I have a good blog. Again, I'm not trying to promote these things. No, I want you to promote it. That's the whole point of this show. <laughs> okay. Is, uh, I just, um, uh, I, just uh, I, I blog about once a month and I, I only blog when I think I really have something to say. And you go to the blog yesterday and you'll be upset. I had 30 people that uh, unsubscribed from me uh, out of 5,000. But uh, yesterday, because I, for the first time, got into a political subject. 
And I basically said this, the two things that you can do in the United States to address global warming is the first thing you can do is support these young activists like the Sunrise Movement. They are calling and, and um, um, you know, they are calling to question the adults who are acting like adolescents. What, what is the Sunrise Movement? The Sunrise Movement is a group of, uh, of youngsters who are protesting and pushing really hard for the, the, uh, the Americans to recognize that we have to get away from fossil fuels and get to renewables very quickly. Um, so it's a wonderful group. And in my website, I have a link to, to them in this last blog. Um, so that's the, that's the first thing that one has to do is to educate oneself. I say in the blog, support the Sunrise Movement. And the second, I, and I'm getting political here, which is the first time that I have, we have to change the current system of, of uh, President Trump, who is, does not believe in global warming, or even if he does, he is, he is speaking to a base that doesn't want to hear about it. Uh, and, uh, and if we have four more years of that, it's not because I dislike him or that kind of stuff. It's that he has policies in place that are doing incredible damage uh, to his, his children and his grandchildren, your children and, and my grandchildren. The yeah. future does not look well unless we take very, very substantial, not incremental actions. We've had the opportunity since the 60s and 70s when we scientists knew about this uh, to act. And we could have changed the system very effectively if we had had the political will to do so. And we have not demonstrated that. I get back to the expression that we are still in our adolescent stage of human development. Yeah. Well, Wilford, thank you for being on our podcast and sharing your message and your thoughts. I hope all our guests stay in touch with you and learn about you and your book. What, how, how it's the best way they can reach you and, and read your book? Well, the best thing to do is to go to www.wilfordwelch.com. And it's right there. Everything is there. You can buy the book there. You can uh, watch my blog or uh, read my blogs and watch a lot of the things that are there. That's the way to do it. Great. Wilford, thank you so much for your time. Have a great day. Hey, thanks, Chris. Take care. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.